Hey everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Pop Rewind Podcast. I'm Lee. And I'm Linz. And this time we're going to be talking about the future. And what I mean by that is that it is the year 2015. Yes. Are you aware of the significance of October 2015? Well, there's some kind of Back to the Future shenanigans. Oh, of course, yeah. So let me fill you on everything about Back to the Future. All right, so in 1989, the Back to the Future Part 2 movie came out. Oh, and, God. Oh, I'm doing it Why again. Why did I ask? You I'm are. doing it again. Yeah, this episode is The Future Is Now, and we're talking about things that have shown up now that it's the future or uh, things that maybe didn't show up. You know, what? what is this? I personally have been looking forward to October 2015 since I was a kid in 1989, and I saw Back to the Future Part 2 at the theater. I remember that. That seems to be a very significant point in your life. So yeah, not much has changed in my taste in movies. So first off, I just, I have a confession to make to you. Oh, what, what is this? Is this something serious? Should I be sitting down? Yeah, you might need to sit down. So I was doing okay... And not buying too much Back to the Future stuff. But then I just, last week I couldn't take it anymore. And I just bought a ton of Back to the Future merch. Oh dear. You already have a ton of Back to the Future merchandise. I know. And I, for the most part, I try to buy things that are practical and usable. And not just knickknacks and doodads. Right. So they announced limited runs of the uh, expanded soundtracks for part two and three. I had to have them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I need to hear, you know, an outtake of Double Back as performed by the 1985's Easy Top. Oh, boy. And I got the complete visual history book. Okay, that's kind of cool. I, I can see wanting that. I bought the movies again on Blu-ray. <laughs> so you have them now on Blu-ray, DVD, Laserdisc, VHS, probably Beta, and a new Blu-ray set. Oh, dear. I got a shirt to celebrate. <laughs> I saw that Back to the Future Orchestra show uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, right, yeah. Pepsi Perfect's coming out, and uh, it's going to be $20.15. Oh, my God. For a bottle of you, Pepsi. For, for one bottle? Yeah. You're just... So, like, not even, like, a case or a six-pack or something. Just one bottle. One bottle. Wow. And then I'm going to see the movies. They're doing a trilogy screening. And, in fact, I want to see these movies on the big screen so much, I found out a theater on the other side of town is running part two in the morning. And I'm seriously considering going to see that, and then as soon as that's over, drive to the other theater that's showing the trilogy, and then see them all again. You have a sickness. How can... Okay, so in one day, yeah. you're going to watch not only four movies, but four Back to the Future movies and one of them twice. Possibly. I will definitely see the three. I might not I might not go see part two twice. I don't know if I love any movie that much. Terminator, really? Okay, well, maybe. But not, not in one sitting, though. I wouldn't be able to do three movies back to back to back. You wouldn't watch Super Mario Brothers the movie twice in a row? I would watch that way more than twice in a row. Yeah. That's that's beyond just the movie. That is art. That's life. 
That is a time commitment and an attention commitment. Yeah, I know. I'm wondering. I've never spent seven hours at a movie theater before. This should be interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. I think they're giving like a 20-minute break between each movie. So you can go buy I, yeah. stuff. You, you have to let people stretch their legs and everything. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't wait. I saw Ghostbusters at this theater last year, and it was on one of the big screens. So I'm just I'm thrilled. So for the trilogy screening in theaters, do you think there's going to be a lot of people or is it going to be you and like one other guy? When I saw Ghostbusters, it was like nobody, maybe five people in there. So I'm not expecting a huge turnout, but I am excited. Like I've seen the first movie, uh, you know, a few times that like retro screenings that one gets shown from time to time. Okay. I'm not surprised to be seeing part two back at a theater again. But the third one, I didn't expect to see that one on the big screen again. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, if they're going to do the first two and it's the big anniversary. I know. So it's like you get the bonus third one, which is great. <laughs> and uh, I got I got I got another confession for you. Oh, well, it can't possibly get worse. What's, what's this confession? So I remember when I was a kid, my mom took me to see Back to the Future Part 3. I couldn't stop crying at the end of the movie once it said the end. Oh. Because, you know, the home video version of the first one said to be continued. And then the second one said to be concluded. And I was too young to know what that word meant. And then when it said the end at the end of part three, I was like, they're not making a four. Oh, so you kind of had this impression that it was an ongoing series, that there would always be a new one. Yeah, and there wasn't. And it was very heartbreaking though it got turned into a ride so i was cool with that yeah yeah you seem only slightly obsessed with the ride only slightly yeah. i mean for me i'm someone who didn't grow up next to a theme park or an amusement park whatever you want to call them i've never really even been to a lot of the big ones yeah. so when you go on about rides it's completely lost on me oh really yeah the best time to go on that ride was during the fireworks show or whatever because everybody would be out watching that and i would just go on back to the future the ride over and over and over you would just get off and get right back on and it's great so you could stay in the same delorean well you couldn't just like sit there and then like get right back on it because you gotta you gotta see the pre-show so it was like a 20 minute experience just played several times over and over biff's after (laughs) us okay (laughs) Again with the attention span issues. Holy crap. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I could do it. I, I want to go to Japan and ride it one more time. I also enjoy that this is your reason for wanting to go to Japan, not the culture or to see, you know, sightsee the big cities or anything. It's no back to the future, the ride. Yeah, that's at the top of my list. <laughs> so are you surprised that Universal didn't bring back the rides in North America? Especially for the big anniversary. Yeah, honestly, I was kind of expecting maybe there'd be a, like a limited six-month run of the ride or something. I, you know, I was just thinking about it the other day. Universal Studios does this big uh, like Halloween season there where there's all these special attractions and everything. And I was thinking, how cool would it be if during the Halloween seasons they brought back Back to the Future? Like, what a cool throwback that could make it a special thing and really get people to go down there. I would go. I wonder if they still have all the the parts and the 
ride components, everything they would need to run the ride again. Right. Maybe that's why they haven't brought it back. It was all auctioned off or whatever happens to old rides, right? Well, I know um, the ride system is basically still in place because the Simpsons ride that took over it runs basically off the same system. Oh, okay. So the ride, for those of you who haven't been on it, is like a giant Omnimax screen. And you'd hop into the eight-passenger convertible DeLorean and... You know, you didn't know this. You weren't supposed to know the Sedanius member. Basically, it lifts up out of the room where you board it and puts you in front of the giant Omnimax screen. So you feel like you're flying. You're in the hover car, basically. So it's a giant DeLorean. I always pictured it as a regular size DeLorean or even like a mini DeLorean. No, it's about the size of the actual car. Huh. Yeah, it's very cool. And it had like fog effects and everything. It was very immersive. And it wasn't, like, cheesy CGI. It was all done with, like, miniature-scale models, but shot, you know, on 70-millimeter film. So it felt, like, larger than life. It's ridiculous. Well, I hope it sticks around in Japan for a couple more years so you can give it one last go. Will you go with me? You want to go ride it? No. Okay. One of the exciting things going on right now is seeing all these companies and people get in on the Back to the Future joke. Yeah, you know... Maybe I should take back my comment about the theater possibly being empty when you go see it because a lot of big companies are really getting in on. I mean, for Pepsi to release Pepsi Perfect. Yeah. And now we've got these Toyota trailers, uh, the Ford Focus trailer. I mean, there's so much stuff out there. You're right. So maybe maybe it's going to be packed. I'm looking forward to it. I love that Jaws 19 ad that came yeah. out too. And it like had a sequence of all the Jaws movies <laughs> Between the last one that was actually made and then Jaws 19, I'm still waiting to see something big from Pizza Hut. You know, like, is there going to be the Back to the Future special where I can get the half pepperoni, half green pepper? (laughs) Who orders that? Uh, The McFly family. Not only are people getting in on the joke, like, last minute, some of the other predictions in the movies are coming true. How cool is that? Like, freakishly last minute and freakishly true. Yeah, like... The Cubs, who are notoriously uh, just never making it to the World Series, are actually doing really well right now, and that's the team that the movie predicted would win the World Series this year. I mean, for all of the seasons for them to do well, and I mean, I don't really know about baseball, but the one thing I do know is that the Cubs don't win anything. Yeah, I think if you know anything about baseball, you know that. People love the Cubs as the underdog, basically. So for all of the time for them to actually do well, like that is, I'm kind of questioning this whole time travel thing now. Yeah. Didn't you see some pants coming out? Oh, yeah. There was a Kickstarter. I think it was a company in the UK started this. They're called Audi's Jeans. So in the second Back to the Future movie, when Marty goes to 2015, he's told that the kids wear their pants inside out. So their pockets are hanging out. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, okay, I got to tell you a quick side note here. So... For the past few months, when I've been washing my jeans, the pockets are inside out when I pull them out of the, the like the wash, and I'm like, wait a minute, and I'll not catch that every time I leave the house, like if I'm in a hurry, and I, you know, it's like, oh, throw some jeans on. So the future is now. If you're walking down the street and someone else has their pants on inside out, do you just like give each other a nod, or do you, you know, chat them up? It's like when you see that other person with the they might be giant shirt, and you're like, all right, we're both fans. 
but then you're both too socially awkward to say hi. Yeah, that's pretty much how it's going to get down. <laughs> well, I mean, I only watched the movies for the first time, what, late last year? So I must have infuriated you for like the 15 years we've known each other. Yeah, in fact, I was under the impression you had seen them already. And if I'd known that, I would have made you watch them like 10 years ago. Because that works so well with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Hey, we're in the future. What are you going to do to celebrate? You're going to wear your pants uh, inside out. Yeah, I'm going to wear my jeans inside out. I'm going to rehydrate some pizza. Okay. Uh, maybe chug some Pepsi Perfect. Sweet. Ah, what about you? I was going to send a couple faxes to people and let them know they're fired. Yeah, you know, I went back and I was actually re-watching back, the second Back to the Future film uh, just a couple days ago. And I forgot about the fax scene and how preposterous it is. Every single room has a fax machine and the same fax is coming out of it, which you would think that's not really great for privacy or if you're sending no. confidential documents. But that, that to me actually makes, makes a larger statement there and that they're saying there won't be much privacy of information in the future. And I think they were right about that. And I think they were right about... Uh, text-based communication being available in every room in your house so it's easy to laugh at and say oh ha, there's no fax machines well what were we thinking but honestly even the things they got wrong in those movies are still kind of right well yeah well i've never been fired by text message but yeah it is pretty accurate so what i'm doing to celebrate i'm going to see the trilogy you know i was debating if i should do the marty mcfly thing again for that well, it's not an uncomfortable costume, right? It's it's pretty much your jeans and a vest. So if you're sitting there for seven hours in a theater, it's not like you're going to be uncomfortable. No. And I, last time I saw the first movie at a theater, I didn't even think about dressing up to it. And only like two people there dressed up and they got like every prize the theater was handing out because of that. And so I'm like, yeah... You know what? I better do it. Yeah, I usually don't dress up, but when we see Doctor Who stuff at the theaters here, I I dress as the TARDIS. I've got like a little TARDIS dress. What? I haven't seen yeah. this. Oh yeah, it's a little TARDIS dress and I have TARDIS leggings. Do you have a picture of this you can add to the podcast notes? <laughs> That's not going to happen, uh, no. A lot of people are going to be at that We're Going Back event where they're doing a different Back to the Future related thing every day. Yeah, that looked really cool. Yeah, everybody's going except us. But still a really cool idea. That is. You know, that they put together this whole spiel. I'm looking forward to seeing the trilogy. I think I'm going to get to the theater by driving the uh, the company car, the DeLorean, here at Poppy One. <laughs> so I heard you were going to be celebrating the future by playing some of the Back to the Future video games. Yeah, better than 50 biffs. I'm going to be playing a little Back to the Future on the old Wii U. Wii U? Hmm, how's this yes. possible? Well, if you have Super Mario Maker, you should really check out, well, Lee's level that he made for Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, you should check out Lee's level that he spent way too much time making. <laughs> Entirely too much time. But it's really, really cool. The music in it is really impressive. And the, you know what else I'm thinking about are the things that we do have. Okay, so we talked about like the predictions coming true kind of last minute with the Cubs and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Can we talk about... Biff Tannen running for president? I am so glad I'm Canadian. Wow. Yeah, Biff Tannen is actually running for president. He's calling himself Donald Trump these days. What else kind of came true this year is in that Jurassic World movie that came out, Jaws mm -hmm. did come back to the big screen. Wait, what? 
Yeah. I actually, I, again, as I say in like every one of our episodes, I'm bad at movies. So I, of course, haven't seen Jurassic World. They feed Jaws to one of the dinosaurs at the park. What? Yeah. It's like a little nod to like, you thought Jaws was scary. Check out this dinosaur. Oh, so they're clearly making a Jaws reference. It's not just, here's a shark. It is Jaws. It uh-huh. is Jaws. So, you know, the idea of Jaws being, you know, still a cultural reference in 2015, there it was on the big screen. Yeah, even at the Super Bowl, you had Katy Perry's left shark, right shark. Yeah, and that looked just like the shark in Back to the Future Part Two. And, you know, they kind of have Skype in the second movie, and we have that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's kind of how we're doing this podcast, being in two different countries. Yeah, it's very helpful. But you know what we don't have? No. Picture-in-picture TV. What? You know, that's kind of funny because we... I thought picture-in-picture TV still existed. But then I'm like, you know, I had these... I had picture-in-picture on a bunch of TVs in the 90s that I've had and, you know, my friends have had that I've been over watching TV at. But the ones that I've had in the last 10 or so years... I think I would have accidentally turned on Picture in Picture, and I've never seen it on my TV. I've never had a TV that had it. I think that was like some 90s gimmick in TVs or something. And, you know, in Back to the Future Part 2, Marty Jr. is watching all those channels at one time. And I yeah, can't even watch two. Is that a flat screen? Is that a flat screen that he's using, too, yeah, with, on the TV? it really is. So they kind of called that one. Yeah, my Picture in Picture TV, that's the one in the spare room that looks like a 90s fire hazard oh geez yeah we you know we don't have any lithium mode what is lithium mode that's what marty turns on future marty turns on when he gets back home after his house is talking to him which we don't have that either by the way we kind of there's like those smart houses right where you can program your phone with different apps and they do a bunch of computer stuff I want to come home and have my house praise me with awesome compliments. Welcome home, Lee. You look like you have no stains on your shirt. Good job. I see you were able to command the fork properly today. <laughs> you know, I'm actually kind of glad we don't have flying cars. That could be dangerous. Why were flying cars such a big concept for franchises looking into the future because i mean you've got the jetsons and that was all flying cars basically fifth element flying cars what's the appeal of flying cars why aren't we on the road yeah i don't really have a problem with the road what i have a problem with on the road are bad drivers and what i don't want flying above my house bad drivers (laughs) yeah yeah It seems like every other week here, someone drives into the grocery store or a clinic. So, yeah, I don't really want them crashing on my house. Yeah, I wouldn't want that either. You know, there's one of the cars in the movie that has a bumper sticker on the back that says something like, I break for birds. (laughs) I always thought that was pretty funny. So what else is coming up for Back to the Future fans? Let me agree to that. Oh, I mean, we, we talked about some of the bigger companies kind of getting in on the joke. One of the other really big things coming out, or that has come out already, is actually Lego Dimensions. And I you can know. get these really cool Lego add-on sets with, like, the hoverboard and Marty. And it's so cool. I want that so much. Because there's a time train one coming out in a few months. 
Man, uh, Lego Dimensions really knew their audience because they also have Doctor Who and just like a, bother, a bunch of other little franchises. The yes, Simpsons. the Ghostbusters ones. They're so cool and I want them. But you have to buy the actual game first and then these add-ons and then they just keep coming out with more cool things. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to pay the price of the console just to get this thing eventually. I'm just so worried because I'm already an amiibo addict. So for this to come out and for me to buy just one, it's not going to end well. No, it's really not. Man, I think I'm going to be sleeping on your couch. It's going to be bad news. Just don't bring the amiibos with you. There won't be any room left. (laughs) Man, how many amiibos do you have? I'm afraid to count, but I think it's close to 70. Wow. I have all of them that are out at this point in in North America. Um, I'm not going to do the Animal Crossing one, so... Yeah, you will. No, I can't. I don't even like Animal... Well, I've never played Animal Crossing. Maybe I like it, but I just... I don't want to get into that. What did you tell me last week about the Mega Yoshi? I'm not going <laughs> to get I wasn't it. Gonna, <laughs> well, it's stupid expensive in Canada. I'm like, I'm not going to pay $60 for a friggin' Amiibo. And then I stood in line at Toys R Us for an hour and uh, <laughs> got it. And paid $60 for it. Yeah. No, but they had uh, new Terminator figures there, so it was worth it. I got the last one. Oh, well, that actually makes it worthwhile. Well, I know. You're you're an adult. You definitely need more toys. Right? <laughs> What's a 401k? I have no idea, but I got lots of Terminators. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to a couple things coming out. Uh, there's some kind of new Doc Brown short that's going to be in the Blu-ray set, and the back in time documentary there's a lot of back to the future books out there or coming out there in january we had the authors of the back to the future almanac on and they had all the friggin merchandise yeah that was actually one of our most popular podcasts i'm hoping people will uh go back and revisit that yet again that was a good one that was a long one uh that was way over my head but they were amazing to speak with yeah and there's uh, a back to the future monopoly and yahtzee set coming out did you pre-order those no like i said i'm trying to get things that feel useful and monopoly games are not useful you know i like most people i'm sure not a fan of monopoly but i would consider getting it because i would assume one of the pieces is a delorean yeah that's just neat yeah I'm interested in the Yahtzee one because the box is the flux capacitor. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. Which it also is on the uh, the Blu-ray set coming out, which finally is going to have the animated series on it. I'm thrilled to finally get to see every episode of that. I just saw episodes here and there when I was a kid. You know, I've been looking for episodes on YouTube. I think I found one a couple months ago when I included it in our Saturday morning recaps. But I went again, and all I can find is that trailer, the home video trailer. Yeah, that means that it's coming out on DVD. Yeah, someone yeah. got their copyright claim on YouTube. Right. And, you know, if you need your Robert Zemeckis fix right now, he's got a movie out in theaters, The Walk. That, okay. That was an interesting one. I enjoyed Did it. Did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was all right. All right. Had some interesting, uh, interesting shots in there. And, um, I'm nervous about watching it because that guy is like so high up and it freaks me out. Well, I saw it in 3D and that was quite really? the experience. I saw it in Oh, I would just I would just be sweating, like watching it and sweating. I'm so excited that the future is now because my whole life I've been known as the back to the future guy and briefly the weird owl guy, I think. But <laughs> briefly. 
So I remember on school field trips when I was a kid, and the bus would kind of drive down the main road to get us wherever. If there was like a DeLorean in a car lot or something, everybody would be like, look, do you see it? You? Do you see it? Like, (laughs) they all wanted to be the one that hooked me up with this, right? Well, I remember one time it was a DeLorean that had been uh, coated in red paint. And when they told me that, I didn't admit to them that, yes, I knew that it was there. And yes, my mom had already taken me to go get my picture in it. (laughs) Wait, so, I mean, good for your mom for being so supportive, but she would see a DeLorean in a parking lot or something or in a a car lot and take you to get your picture taken with it. Yeah, and that was one of several times. (laughs) This is amazing. Do you have these photos still? Yes, I do. Because I think think we're going to have to share those. Yeah, there was another one where... um, you know, she took me and one of my friends up there. We must have been like, I don't know, six, seven years old. And we're just playing in this DeLorean. Uh, there's another time where there was a broken DeLorean at like a mechanic shop in town. And this is when I was in high school. And I went up there with a friend. We rode the bus to this place, got off. And these dudes were just cool with us playing in their broken DeLorean for like an hour. Not only that, I ended up going to the DeLorean uh, headquarters and got a glimpse of the factory and got to sit in the DeLorean on the showroom floor. I got this really cool shirt there that had a picture of the DeLorean on it, and then the sleeves had staff. It was slick. Now, that was the factory that was around just making parts, like after the DeLorean company had already closed down, right? Yeah, my understanding is they basically bought the leftover stock and now... They run DeLorean as a business for people who have DeLoreans, basically. Okay, so th- is that still ongoing? Like, they're still operating that? Oh, yeah. they. Uh, they I think they ended up opening a second location. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they're, I mean, basically, people our age are old enough now to buy a DeLorean if they want. You know, so their dream car their whole life. It's, I'm telling these stories like I'm the only one that ever had these. But there are thousands of people that have these stories. It's not just me. You're just the only one I know. I'm the Back to the Future guy. You are. You're the Weird Al guy, the Back to the Future guy. You got a lot going for you. So lately on the last few podcasts, we've been doing this kind of end of the podcast poll, and I've got an idea for this one. Usually it's your thing, but since this is Back to the Future, do you mind if I take the lead here? Oh, you're you're going to get all the votes anyway, so please do. <laughs> all right. We're going to say... Uh, give us a hashtag feedback on Twitter or whatever for which Back to the Future movie is the best. For instance, if you're right, it would be hash team part three. If you're wrong, you could just write team whatever Lindsay thinks. <laughs> just hashtag team Lens. Yeah. No one. Uh, you know what? I think the second one might be my favorite just because I like seeing the future stuff. Do you like the alternate 1985 and the revisiting the first movie? I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think that's very cool to see the first movie from a different angle, basically. Like, I think- and I don't know, the first half hour or so where they're in the future, the future is now, I, that really, I don't know, that was a little more entertaining for me. All right, we've been going on about Back to the Future for entirely too long. You can never talk enough about the future. All right, well, thanks everyone for listening. You can find us online at www.poprewind.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Google+, Tumblr, 
probably other places as Pop Rewind or Pop Rewind Online. So yeah, thanks again for listening to the bonus episode of the Pop Rewind podcast. Stay tuned when we have a few episodes coming up. Why don't you tell us about them? We have our Halloween episode coming up probably next week. Yeah, that's coming up real quick. Okay, that's going to be exciting. And then November... Uh, November is going to be a mystery episode, so stay tuned. Is this a mystery because we haven't done our homework yet? Uh, precisely. And then December, we'll have a very special holiday podcast for all you guys out there. So, until next time, later. Bye. Bye.